Ask BBB. The Better Business Bureau is where consumers turn with questions about goods and services they're buying. Ask BBB presents information from and about businesses carrying the BBB seal of accreditation, the sign of a better business. The host of Ask BBB is the CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario, Jennifer Matthews. Thanks, Jim, and good morning, everyone. Halloween is just a few days away. It's always a fun time. The scary part might be the cost of costumes, candy, and decorations. So this morning on the bulletin board, we'll bring you BBB tips on Halloween on a budget. And if you've had a frightening experience in traffic and need auto body repair, you'll welcome information and advice from Jeff Jones, manager of Jones Auto Body London. And if you have to replace your vehicle so that you have reliable, comfortable transportation, our next guest has some suggestions that will help you as you start your search. Mo Razik is the operations manager at Titanium Auto Limited. Welcome to Ask BBB, Mo. Thank you. Good morning. When we're considering purchasing a vehicle, what are some of the reasons we might consider buying a used vehicle over a new vehicle? That's an excellent question. So the uh, obvious most difference between a new and used vehicle is the price. A used vehicle will always sell at a lower price tag than a new vehicle. A new vehicle will generally lose most of its uh, value or, let's say, depreciation in the first three years, then over the following three years and so on. So, of course, there are vehicles that will depreciate faster than others, but generally the first three years is when a vehicle hits its most depreciation. Mo, Titanium Auto Limited specializes in luxury premium used vehicles. Where are you able to source these vehicles from? So we purchased uh, from uh, verified auto auctions coast to coast uh, everywhere uh, in Canada from, uh, you know, all the way from Vancouver or Halifax. And uh, we only purchase from uh, auctions that are verified and only available to dealers where verified auto auction, they... uh, completely inspect the vehicles before they list them for uh, sale. And when I say inspection, they go for a thorough inspection. They test drive them. They take pictures from uh, every angle, inside, outside, underneath. They do a mechanical inspection. They even, uh, on the higher-end vehicles, they uh, list the the measurement of the paint so we know if the vehicle has been painted or not. Of course, every vehicle comes with a, a Carfax report, so we get to know the history of it. Uh, We only look at vehicles that have a clean history report, damage-free, and uh, still have some kind of a balance of a factory warranty. And some of those uh, verified sellers on on these auctions are like, for instance, uh, BMW Canada, Nissan Canada, the the major uh, automotive uh, manufacturers. Once the lease is over, they list them in the auction, and that's what we focus on because those are the most secure places to purchase from. Can you also talk about the certification in automotive laws and the ethics that your team members uphold? So in order to be able to sell uh, vehicles in Ontario, you have to get your OMVIC license. And to get your OMVIC license, you must undergo a background check where you have to pass a course in uh, automotive law and ethics. And the course will teach us the uh, Vehicle Dealer Act and the Consumer Protection Act. So whomever is selling you a vehicle has gone through the course and their background check is clear. You know that your interest 
is on the on their uh, on their mind and having Anvik guiding the automotive world it makes it a, a a fair playing ground for all dealers and protection for the customers so uh there are some kind of protection when you're buying a vehicle from a car dealership in Ontario, thanks to OMVIC. Mo, can you just cover what OMVIC stands for? So OMVIC is uh, Ontario Motor Vehicle Industrial Council. They are the ones who regulate all new and used car dealerships in Ontario and also regulate the, the salespeople. Are there some highlights of the Motor Vehicle Dealers Act that consumers should know about or be aware of as they're purchasing a vehicle? Yes. So when purchasing a vehicle, it can be a a very emotional experience with a long-term financial implication. So it's very important for customers to know what protections they have access to and when they apply. So when a customer purchases a vehicle from an OMVIC registered dealer, They are protected by the Motor Vehicle Dealer Act and the Consumer Protection Act. For example, all-in pricing, which means the vehicle price must include all fees except HST, your normal 13% tax, and the licensing fee, which is $32 if you're transferring uh, license plates or $59 if you need new plates. Very simple, no hidden fees or anything like that. Uh, Full disclosure of vehicle history. So uh, all dealers must provide a Carfax report showing all uh, previous users of the vehicle who was used as a daily rental, a taxi, a police vehicle, and any other uh, possible information that may defer the customer from buying the vehicle. We must disclose them and get the customer to sign an initial on them. Also, the customer should know that they have uh, cancellation rights but very limited. So if the dealership failed to disclose some kind of information that may defer the customer from buying the car, they have the right to cancel. Or as I said, if they fail to report if the vehicle was a daily rental or a taxi. And also if the dealership fails to uh, stick to the contract, if the customer and the, and the dealer agree to uh, certain things or certain accessory to be installed on the vehicle, on pickup date, that, you know, that was not done, the customer has the right to cancel. And also the uh, customers have access to the dealer comp- compensation fund. If the dealership, uh, let's say, goes out of business while they're waiting for a vehicle that, that's being manufactured or it's on order, and they bought a decent amount of deposits, they are protected in the dealer compensation fund where they can apply through OMVIC directly. Or even if they end up purchasing a vehicle, but the dealership misrepresents the vehicle, and it's not what they want, they can apply to the uh, dealer compensation fund. Well, can you just uh, comment on the cooling off period? So cooling off period means that once the uh, dealership and the uh, customer sign a contract, there is uh, no way to cancel it. The dealership is obligated to deliver that vehicle and that specific date with the specific uh, specifications that the customer requested. And the customer is required to pick up that vehicle on that date there is no cancellation or cooling off period whatsoever mo what does bbb accreditation mean to your company and to your clients well being a a bbb accredited business since almost 2012 and we have a, a a plus rating we're very happy to be on the platform what i like about it is that customers can search any business and they can see 
all the previous complaints about their uh, about this business, and they can see the customer complaint and how the how the dealership responded to them, and that kind of gives an idea to the customer how this business operates and how they resolve this problem, and that uh, gives them some kind of peace of mind that hey, if there is a problem, this is how they're going to take. This is like an example of how they're going to take care of the business. Mo, thank you so much for taking time this morning to talk to us about how we can go about getting the best used car for our needs. You're very welcome. Mo Razik is the operations manager at Titanium Auto Limited, and you'll find them in the BBB directory. And from there, you can connect to their website and to their social media pages. Titanium Auto Limited carries the BBB seal of accreditation with an AA plus rating. The BBB seal is the sign of a better business. Fender benders, parking lot dings, and major collision repairs are all on the list of reasons to stay tuned to hear our next guest. Ask BBB, providing answers to your questions about buying. With Jennifer Matthews, CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. Well, Jennifer, uh, we could call this next portion of Ask BBB a crash course in choosing an auto body shop? <laughs> you could if you are addicted to puns like somebody we know, present company definitely included. But if you have had a fender bender, suffered parking lot dings, or have been involved in a collision that requires major body repair, then Jeff Jones, manager of Jones Auto Body London CSN, may have some answers for you. And Jeff, thanks for taking time to join us this morning. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's great to be here. We know a lot of people listening to Ask BBB do so while they're driving. If someone listening to us right now has a fender bender in the next few minutes, at what point will they be in touch with you? Well, they would be in touch with us after they've dealt with their insurance company, as you might say. So first things to do if you're in a fender bender is make sure that you get the proper documentation from the third parties. That's always key um, to ensure that when you do get down to the police reporting center, that you have the information that they're going to be required to process your claim. At that point, you would be in touch with your insurance company, and then they would advise you on a repair facility that would be on their preferred list um, for you to help, help you expedite your collision repair claim. So yeah. Jeff, what level of damage could be repaired and what would constitute a quote write-off? Total losses or write-offs are established based off of economical feasibility to repair a vehicle. Um, you would be extremely surprised at the minimal damages that could be sustained to a vehicle that would constitute a total loss. It would simply be based off of the construction material that the vehicle's been made out of. That has really changed the game. An example of that is we had a 2022 little Ford Maverick pickup truck, slight rear end damage, needed a bumper cover and a trailer hitch. The vehicle became a total loss because the hitch damaged the rear frame rail on that vehicle that is made out of a product called boron steel. It is non-repairable and it must be replaced. So construction material is really gonna play a big factor in whether the vehicle's a total or whether it's repairable because there are OE procedures that dictate exactly how that component has to be replaced and that's gonna escalate costs huge. 
Jeff, how do body shops like yours work with insurance companies then as the process moves along? Most insurance companies, reputable insurance companies, um, have direct communications with insurance companies via computer programs um, where they would actually send us an assignment where we would open, attach our photographs, attach the documentation, and what we call a repair plan on what it's going to take to reestablish a pre-loss condition of that vehicle. That an estimate as per se really doesn't exist anymore. Um, basically need to do a lot of research on that vehicle to figure out exactly what a processes of repairs have to be dealt with when we go to do the repair itself. Is there any standardized pricing of some elements of auto body repair? Yes. Um, North American wide, there's three companies that supply shops and insurance companies with a database to work off of. So um, one of the products is a Mitchell's uh, Mitchell Connect we use. It's an online product. And it has all of the pricing and the labor units take that it takes to do any individual procedure on a vehicle, such like a front bumper to take it apart, dismantle that bumper, a little bit of repair and refinish it. All of those times and prices would be program based. And that's what we would write our repair plan on. That program also has a platform for photographs and documentations where we would upload all the photographs and any invoices and documentation to go along with that repair uh, back to the insurance company for their image desk people to review and approve. If we were doing a comparison of perhaps three different estimates from three different places, how do we compare or what should we be looking for in the details of, of that? That's a tough question because it, because it really depends on the repair facility's ability to have the knowledge of what it takes to fix the car correctly. So if you are in repair facility that has the documentation such like a program like all data that pulls all of the manufacturer's procedures for doing a specific repair, then each estimate should be equal. The only thing that would Maybe be different would be some repair time uh, judgment calls, but the replacement and the refinishing, the calibrations and everything are all dictated on an insurance claim or on the insurance estimate. So the estimates themselves should all be the same if they're all written correctly. So if there are massive differences in the estimate, more than likely people have missed what needs to be done to correctly reestablish that pre-loss condition. Jeff, you talked earlier about some of the materials in vehicles changing and, and attributing to total write-offs or total losses. How have changes in materials over the years used and the construction of auto body parts affected your industry? It's created a lot more total losses. It's really driven the price of repair up um, and the need for shops to purchase specific equipment and upgrade their equipment to ensure that when we put a vehicle back together, that the integrity of that vehicle has not been jeopardized and that the airbag timing is still the same as what it was when it was crash tested. Um, that that's our final goal is to, to make sure that we've established the integrity that that vehicle was built with 
and to ensure that the safety of the occupants in that vehicle hasn't been compromised. And to what extent have supply chain issues of parts affected um, the... Like the, a, like the entire world? <laughs> yes. How has it affected your industry then? Well, when we first got caught with this, um, we ended up with our parts department so full that we literally couldn't take on any new orders. And bank account was empty, parts department full, but full of partial orders that we actually couldn't even fix cars with. So we had to kind of change our plans in regards to how we order parts and when we schedule cars, um, because now we can't schedule anything until all the parts are here. It also changed how we write an estimate or a repair plan. Prior to COVID and prior to supply chain issues, customer would come in, we would write an external view um, and put an estimate together that way for the insurance company with our documentation, our photographs, upload it, get the approval, order the parts, bring the customer in, take the bumper off and go, lo and behold, we need more parts. Uh, that part's not available for three months. And it would be like, whoa, now we're sitting on cars. So definitely changed um, business plans for us because now we are much more in depth. Customers can no longer stop in for an estimate. We schedule every repair estimate that we do. And at that time, the customer is notified that we're going to be about an hour with it because when the vehicle comes in, we're actually going to dismantle it, analyze it, photograph it, document it properly, and then put it back together so the customer can still drive the vehicle in the meantime while we're waiting on the parts and the authorization. So we've had to change quite a few things in our day-to-day -day processes here to accommodate uh, supply chain issues. There's still trouble out there, but it's getting better. <laughs> well, that's good to hear, Jeff. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day today to talk to us about what we can expect when we have a little accident. I appreciate being here and you take care. Thanks, Jennifer. And thank you, Jeff. And we hope we've put a dent in the list of questions about auto body work. <laughs> oh, that's a good pun too. I love that one. There Jeff Jones is the manager of Jones Auto Body, London, CSN a business that displays the BBB seal of accreditation. When you find them in the BBB directory, you'll see they have an A-plus rating, and you'll also be able to link to their website and to their social media pages. Halloween is now just a couple days away. Stay tuned for tips on having fun without a frightening cost. Welcome back. It's time now to check the BBB Bulletin Board. Well, Jennifer, Halloween is always a fun time. It is, and it's interesting that we love to be scared. In a National Post article on the subject, clinical psychologist Laura Mitchell explains it in this way. Fear can feel a lot like excitement because the body is releasing a lot of hormones as we experience adrenaline. We get a bit of a high from that adrenaline rush, which is in part the attraction to fear. So that's why we like ghosts and goblins and having them surprise us. Uh, another surprise is how much we spend on all of this. Yes, and in an item you'll find on BBB.org, in Canada, we are predicted to spend about a billion and a half dollars on Halloween this year to buy candy, costumes, and decorations. So on the bulletin board, we want to look at highlights of BBB's tips on having fun without draining your budget. Okay, so where do we start? 
Well, you might find things in your closet that can make a killer costume if you use your imagination. And if you come up dry there, you might think about renting rather than buying. Do your research for rentals on BBB.org and read the rental agreement before you sign it so you don't get a shock when you return it. And speaking of returns, if you shop at a seasonal pop-up store, check the return policy. Find out how long they will be open after Halloween and save your receipts and make sure you know which items are final sale. And be fair, buying a bunch of stuff with the intent of returning after October 31st, that's considered fraud. Well, the candy. What about the candy? <laughs> well, although this may seem counterintuitive, but buy in bulk, the per item cost is less that way. And there could be more trick-or-treaters this year, and factory-wrapped candy will last a long time. Yes, uh, with COVID restrictions down, I expect we'll have a lot more trick-or-treaters and uh, leftovers uh, have a way of getting used up. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of used up, uh, Jennifer, that's our time this morning. Uh, You can review these tips and more when you look it up on BBB.org. If you have any comments on what you've heard on today's program, we'd love to hear from you. And if there is a subject you'd like us to include, let us know. You can contact us at hashtag AskBBB and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening this morning, and have a fun Halloween. I'm Jennifer Matthews. And I'm Jim Swan. Remember, always look for the BBB seal. It's the sign of a better business.